November the 4th, 1642. The world was changing dramatically, as tall as countless wooden ships with tall wooden masts and seamlessly flowing sails, venturing across roaring oceans in what would all now come to be known as the Age of Discovery. On one of these daring vessels was Dutch explorer Abel Tasman, and he was searching for what many believed to be a mythical sweep of dry land somewhere in the southern hemisphere. Uh, Tasman set sail, and he found Tasmania, but this was not the prize he'd been searching for. He set sail again, this time north, believing that this would take him to his destination. However, strong winds and overwhelming oceans um, yeah, persuaded, um, persuaded Tasman to turn east. As a result of not persevering through the storm, Tasman found Tasmania, but he never reached his goal. He never found Australia. There was more, but he never found it. And I think that this can be the same in our lives. We have times when, yeah, we're chasing after God and he's first in our lives. And as we push closer in that relationship, um, yeah, God grows us. But then all of a sudden, that stops. It slows down. Maybe it just plateaus as we become comfortable with where we're at and we just start going through the motions. But what happened? Did life get busy with family or work or school? Did we get led astray by things that we decide were more important than God? Or did we simply not know where to go from where we were? Whatever it was, we went from being where God wanted us to be and where we were meant to be to something less than that. Our intentions for ourselves became different from God's intentions for us. And this is the reason. Because when our intentions don't match up with God, it pushes us away from Him instead of bringing us closer to Him. But we're not done yet, and God's not done with us yet. Um, And he's got so much more for each and every one of us, no matter where we are with him. So let's jump right in and find out just what more God has for us and how we can get it. And to do that, we're going to be looking at three different things. So number one, God's intentions for us. Number two, our intentions for God. And number three, where we can go from here. So God's intentions for us, our intentions for God, and where we can go from here. So point number one, God's intentions for us. Intentions flow directly from character. So to understand God's intentions for us, we need to first understand his character. And God shows up time and time again throughout the Bible through his words and actions. In Psalm 34, it says, God is good. In Psalm 145, it says, God is merciful. In 1 Corinthians 10, it says, God is faithful. In 1 John 1, God is light. In 1 John 4, God is love. In Revelation 4, God is holy. And there's so many more, but from these verses already, we can already see that God is so good and perfect and that anything that comes from him, including his intentions, are going to be likewise. Now moving on to God's intentions for us. What are they? Let's take another look into the Bible. In Matthew eleven twenty-eight, it says, God wants us to bring all our worries and just rest in him. In John three sixteen, God wants us to believe in Jesus and who he is, be saved and have eternal life with him forever. In John 15, verse 9, God wants us to remain in his love and follow his commands. In Galatians 5, verse 22, God wants to bring out the fruit of the Spirit in us. And in John 10, 10, God wants us to have life and to have it to the fullest. But ultimately, what it comes down to what God wants for us comes down to one word, relationship. God wants to love us 
and he wants us to love him. And that's what the big picture view of the Bible all points to. From Eden, where we had this good and close relationship with God, to the fallen sin, which happened way back at the beginning, but also in each and every one of our lives, when this good and close relationship was broken because we chose to do what we wanted instead of what God wanted. But because God wanted us back, and because he wanted this relation back, Jesus came and died, taking our place and fixing our relationship with God. Jesus is our way to our Father in heaven, and through Jesus, we have God living inside of us with the Holy Spirit. It all comes down to relationship, and God's underlying intention for us is to be in close relationship with Him. And in this relationship, God just wants to be in our lives. He wants to talk to us. He wants to smile and be pleased when we work alongside Him and be and do just as He made us. He wants to grow and transform us. Um, he, wants to, he wants to give us His strength when times are tough. He wants to forgive us and dis- discipline us and pick us up when we mess up. And in all of this, He just wants to remind us of just how much He loves us and just how immeasurably valuable we are to Him. That's what God wants in His relationship with us. And when we accept Jesus into our lives and begin our relationship with God, that new life we get is being directly shaped and worked on by God. And that is this more that God wants for us. And I think C.S. Lewis sums up God's intentions perfectly in this extract from Mere Christianity. I want you, not so much your time, not so much your uh, talents, not so much your money, not so much your work. I just want you, all of you. I have not come to torment the natural man or woman. I have come to kill it. No half measures will do. I don't want to just prune a branch here and prune a branch there. I want the whole tree. I want the whole outfit. Give me all of your desires. Give me all of your wants, wishes, and dreams. Give me yourself, and I will give you a new self. I will give you myself. If you give me yourself, in exchange, I will give you myself. My heart will become your heart, and my will will become your will. Aren't they good intentions? That's what our God wants for us. But I wonder, what are our intentions for God? And that brings me to point two. So similarly to God's intention for us, our intentions uh, flow from our character. However, unlike God, by ourselves, we're not perfect. So by extension, our intentions aren't always going to be perfect either. So I'll ask it again. What are our intentions of God, and do they line up with God's intentions for us? A few weeks ago, Noel talked about generations and how this affects not only how we relate to each other, but also how we relate to God. So there's two main groups. On one side, we have the traditional generation, and on the other side, we have the postmodern generation. And both have struggled to get their intentions right before God. And you may not fit into this, but these are just the trends. For the traditionalist generation, intentions revolve around not so much our relationship with God, but in fitting into expectations to uh, fit into expectations, put on them by wider society. Go to church, follow the rules, because this is normal, this is right, and this is what is expected for you. And for the postmodern generation, it's the same kind of thing. It's not so much for a relationship, but it's all about the experience. Will following Jesus be exciting? Will it feel good? And if it stops feeling good, well, I'm just not going to do it anymore. And additionally, across both these generations, timeless priorities of the world, things like money, success, popularity, and the list goes on, 
But all these things become the focus of our intentions and get in the way of our relationship with God. And the problem is, all of these misguided intentions are bringing about a life that is less than what God wants for us and won't bring out his good intentions in us. Both generations are missing the point. But it doesn't have to be like this. It doesn't have to be the traditionalist way, and it doesn't have to be the postmodern way, because we can do it God's way. And what does this look like? Well, Jesus tells us in Matthew twenty-two thirty-seven to love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your mind, all of your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. And this all-in desire for God is echoed in Psalm 103, where it says, "Bless the Lord, O my soul; all my inmost being praise His holy name." Isn't this what our intentions for God should look like? That we love God and who He is and what He's done and everything with everything that we are and that we chase after Him as much as we can. This is what our intentions for God should be. But where do we go from here? If our intentions aren't where they should be, how can we get them there? And that brings us to point three, where we can go from here. Now, I've thought up of five pretty simple ways that I feel drive us closer in relationship with God and bring out his intentions in us. And they're on a card as a reminder for us to try and do them every day. So I'll hand out some of them later. Yeah. So the first way is just to ask. Ask the Holy Spirit, who is God in us, to give him more of himself because we can't do it on our own. In Malachi, in a verse, it talks about walking humbly with our God. That's exactly what we need to do. We need to acknowledge that only Jesus, who is the author and perfecter of our faith, can do this. The next thing is discipleship, which David talked about a few weeks ago, which was super good. And uh, yeah, find someone to get alongside you who can encourage you and God can speak through to whatever you're going through. Another way is to find something that God uses to draw near to you, whether it's playing music and worship, going on a walk or a hike, Just spend time with God doing that. Next up is to just be still. Sometimes all we have to do for God to show up and work in us is to just do nothing. Yeah, let God show up and do his his work in you. And lastly, technology. Technology is not bad in itself. It's how we use it that decides um, its effect. We can use it to set reminders to think about God during our day. Uh, We can listen to worship songs. We can look up specific topics and we can find specific Bible passages related to those topics. And there's like an infinite amount of sermons on there that we can get into, so that's good as well. So yeah, that's the five things. Ask the Holy Spirit. Discipleship. Find something that draws draws us near to God and do that. Um, Be still. And technology. But maybe you already have some ways that you know uh, bring you closer to God. And do those things as much as possible. Because time spent with God and time doing God's will is the best use of our time. I want to challenge you right now. What if every day you woke up and said, Jesus, I'm going after you with all I've got? Because if that's our aim, one thing I'm sure about is that God will bring about his intentions in you. He will grow you and change you and make you into who you're meant to be. Don't you want that? But every day isn't the same. Some days we're feeling close to God and we're on top of the world. And it's, it's like um, what Jesus was talking about. Like this is that life to the fullest. 
And then other days, we're at the other end, we're in a downward spiral, and we might even get to the point of asking, God, are you still there? We can't control what life throws at us, but we can hold on as tightly as we can to the one who, who is in control. So in the joy and in the peace and in the good times, we can say, Jesus, I want to be close to you today. I'm going to trust in you today, and I'm going to chase after you today. And in the fear, the sadness, the hurt, um, the waiting, we can say, God, I know you're still good. I'm still going to chase after you today. And I haven't been through um, a lot of life's big challenges yet, um, but I know I'll have to face them someday. And I know Jesus. I know that Jesus um, wants to be near to us so badly that he gave up everything to do it. And while he was hanging there on that cross, I didn't change for a second. While we're growing and through failure after failure after failure, Jesus will be with us through it all. So that's Jesus' intention, to be near to us. And I wonder, does that match up with ours? I've been in this church for pretty much as long as I remember. You can see um, a lot of new faces, a lot of familiar faces. Um, But one thing I'm sure of is that God's not done with us yet. In Ephesians 2.10 it says, uh, For we are God's handiwork, creating Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. God's still working and shaping us, and he's going to be doing that for the rest of our lives. He wants to be in close relationship with us so that we can have his joy, his peace, his love, and his rest, and a new way of being through following him. He wants us to know just how much we're worth to him, and he wants to be in our lives so that we can do everything he made us to do and be everything that he made us to be. If you're already a Christian, then I hope today has uh, encouraged you to keep going, to keep it up. And if you're not, then I hope maybe today's convinced you that this Jesus is worth knowing. Yeah, wherever you are with God today, you can be sure that God's got more for you. Let's pray. Uh, Father, I just pray that, yeah, from this day on, that we would be chasing after you with everything that we've got. And that... um, yeah, that you would show up in our lives and that you would change us and make us in who, to who you want us to be. Yeah, I pray that uh, your will will be done in our